Welcome everyone to another Slab Stocks YouTube live stream. Nate and Aaron here. I just introduced yourself, so there you go. Nate's here with me uh, once again, and we are breaking down the sports card grading today. Uh, we have a fun live stream. We put in some work before this to get a bunch of different reference points in uh, for one specific card. But interesting yep. uh, debate to be had here about different grading options, the price levels right now, uh, turnaround times. Where might you look to grade right now? Because honestly, that's such a big question. I think for most of the last year and a half, a lot of people look to grading for a way to make money in sports cards. Uh, PSA has been on suspension slash doing high price services now for, was it six months? Uh, BGS, probably four months. And then there's some other, other, you know, other cheaper options right now to uh, grade with if you might find that interesting for yourself. But let's jump into the presentation. Let's start going. What's up, Nick? Uh, uh, quick, what's quick, up, Creed? Quick thing, Inglorious P CSG is on here. We just didn't have enough room for the graphic. Yeah, so I didn't put CSG on the thumbnail just because the labels are so big, it would uh, take up too much space, and then it would look really off and not proportion. But we do have CSG included in today's discussion. Before talking about the grading, I want to point out uh, some sales that happened. Oh, Timo, Timo, throwing in ten dollars. Thank you, man. Or nine ninety nine, I should say, making it look a little cheaper there. I uh, appreciate that. Thank you so much. But uh, Starting off before the grading talk, uh, LeBron Prism. There were two gold, high-end Prism golds that ended in the last week and a half. Uh, one through the Premier Auction from PWCC on August 18th. A PSA 10 from 2016, gold out of 10, sold for $72,000. And then the 2020 Prism LeBron, that's like the Kobe tribute dunk picture, the miniature LeBron, as people call it, where it's uh, it's actually a really cool-looking card. But it's a PSA 8 that sold two nights ago through Golden for $97,200. Just some crazy sales on these modern golds. I think a lot of collectors uh, look at these as kind of like LeBron's modern chase set. You know, if if you're going to put a a modern set together, LeBron, you might as well get every single year's Prism Gold uh, 10, which is why I think we see these sell for so high. But I don't know which one you'd rather have, Nate, but... uh, I think I'd rather have the 2016 PSA 10. I know that the 2020 is pretty cool with, with that pose and everything, but there's something about having a 10 versus an 8 when they're both prism gold uh, 10 in the 2016 set. I actually really like it. Um, I don't know how many people like the 2016 set, but I think I'd rather have the other one for like 25 grand cheaper. How about you? Uh, can I say neither? <laughs> can I take my 72000 and buy something completely different than that, a 17th year LeBron? <laughs> that's fair. That's a fair, yeah, yeah. fair point. Um, I, I would actually agree with Nate too. I mean, I would way rather if I had to spend it on cards, which I would want to, if I had that free money to spend, I would go and spend it on, uh, that Giannis Immaculate. Actually, if you think about the Giannis Immaculate rookie patch out number 10 from 2013, that sold for 59 grand. I think it was versus a, like Nate said, 17th or 14th, whatever year LeBron that is, uh, would way rather have that. Um, Nick Foles, uh, is this a little bit of foreshadowing for the rest of the uh, the uh, slideshow here? Nick That's says, the question. Uh, my SGC stuff has been selling a lot recently. Uh, yeah, there's been actually a lot of volume in uh, SGC sales recently. And uh, Dave here's got a point on the Prism LeBron action. Is the 2020 Prism more of a result of Lakers Uni or the Kobe Dunk tribute or just the cost of 2020 hobby boxes? I would say... The, the Kobe Dunk tribute, most likely. I don't think that the 2020 Prism set like actually helps it. I think that actually might hurt it. Like If that was a different year, it would be worth way more, in my opinion. 
but it's probably the the Lakers you need plus that Kobe tribute dunk is my is my guess. What do you agree? I mean, I think it's probably a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's fair. But mostly the Kobe dunk tribute because we just it was just this post the other day where people were talking about how they were buying this card. They weren't necessarily LeBron fans, but they bought it because they're Kobe fans. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting way to buy LeBron while also like kind of buying for Kobe at the same time. It's like a, it's like a all right, I'll buy LeBron only if there's a connection to Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Right. What's up, Bazooka Tom? How we doing? Uh, Magic, good to see you. And uh, Nick Fools, I live about three hours away from SGC, running two weeks still. Well, I guess if you can drive a huge bulk submission there and drop it off and pick it up in two weeks, save some shipping costs too. Well, gas is... Well, Creed asked, how are the SGC turnarounds lately? Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Moving on, so on to the main topic of discussion today. We've got the five, I would say, main grading companies right now, PSA. Now, it's a little bit of a slap in the face to HGA to put CSG uh, on the same tier, but I get the pyramid scheme there. So. I, I didn't build this as a tier system. Wink, wink. I, I'm just messing around. <laughs> no, so, I mean, yeah, it, you can tell it's a pyramid, and it's built from top to bottom with PSA at the top, but I I did kind of lump these in uh maybe how the perceived market value is of these right now. PSA at the top, BGS, I think you have a lot of older collectors and investors that try to warrant BGS by saying, oh, well, look at the 2009 Mike Trout, the 2013 Logo Man LeBron or Giannis or the 2003 Exquisite LeBron, like so many are graded by BGS. Well, that's because those were the biggest cards back in the 2000s and 2010s. Not the many big cards get graded by BGS now. I mean, I guess you have like the Holland Super Factor one of one that did go to BGS. Yes, there's some other huge cards that go there, but they have pretty much ridden off a lot of the market for their grading at by this point. We'll we'll discover that more during this uh, exercise. SGC has definitely, clearly, in my opinion, became the, either tied to BGS or right behind them in terms of market perception. And uh, HGA and CSG, the reason why they're at the bottom is just because they're the newest. Um, you know, HGA, I'm sure there's a lot of fans of HGA and their labels and their values and everything. And CSG, in my opinion, is definitely at the bottom of this entire list. But uh, we can talk about that more as we go, too, which I think is what you were getting at, right? Yeah. Um, can we get uh... – oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> HGA is cheesy. It's a little bit cheesy, but it's not the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. The cheesiest thing I ever saw was uh... – there's a couple really a couple walk up things at the national that were pretty cheesy. <laughs> like that came up too at the boot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some on the Instagram yet. <laughs> Jordan says, Good day, Nate. You'll be happy to know that Yachty is retiring. You have anything to do with this? LOL. <laughs> he he must have watched the replay of this and said, you know what? Just to make Nate happy, I will uh I will end my career. I'm surprised he's retiring, honestly. Best quote ever. Best Aaron quote ever, PSA is Thanos. Um, I just wish that they had a more affordable option now. They should just buy SGC and integrate them as their cheap grading option. <laughs> What's up, Global Sports Car Investor? All right, keep going here. Let's see. What are we going to start with? So, same slide, but we're going to analyze the 2020 Prism Lamella Ball. So, Nate, before this episode, was like, yo, Aaron, make sure that you uh, say that this is for one example of one card with one sales data point from each sale, most recent sale of that given grade, and then the rest of the company is related to that. So yeah, this discussion we're about to have is based off of a $50 LaMelo card. Um, I sprinkled in a few. I sprinkled in a few $10 uh, 
uh, grades in here and then some like thousand dollar grades to look at that too. But mostly that this is uh, based off of the Lamella ball. What gets an ad? Uh, well, hey, hey, Dwayne, hey, uh, global sports card investor. What's up, Rob? Um, it's just Dave. What's up, Rob? Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, here we go. PSA, starting off with PSA. So right now the update on PSA is that they did introduce the $200 grading that is available. It's called Express. And then they have Super Express for $300 and Walkthrough for $600. And then their premium $10 for ten grand if you're interested. But uh, really interesting Instagram comment I saw before the, the stream today. So I posted on Instagram kind of a little sneak peek from today's stream. And someone commented on there that from door to door, they got their Express submission back, $200 grading in nine days. So I put on the slides today that's estimated 10 to 30 business days, depending on like if they have high volume submissions, low volume submissions, it probably sways back and forth. But uh, oh yeah, pure gray index. That was the really random one that I was thinking of. Do you see it? Or they, remember we talked about that? They like cracked the oh, case. Oh, the one the where they, yeah. Yeah, from Burbank. Oh, uh, bro. Um, either way, the, the reason why we wanted to bring in the Lamella ball, because I saw Bazooka Tom call that out, is because when PSA shut down, suspended their lower end services that specific type of card your big star rookie or big you know high potential sought after rookie like lamello like joe burrow like i guess otani or tatis guys like that their base and their maybe their next level up like your greens from prism or your silvers like those start to have a difficult time to be graded because of the fact that you you wouldn't pay $300 most likely to grade a base of LaMelo. Some people have been. Um, and it's interesting to see because those are the ones that are most affected by it. You're still going to grade your $1,000, $2,000 car with PSA most likely, unless you want to take it somewhere else. But uh, that's why we chose that specific card because I think that's the, that's the side of the market that was lost the most through, lost the most through PSA's suspension. So we want to pull up some sales values here. So we're calling this uh, LaMelo Ball Prism base around a $50 raw card through some averages of the sales on the left, plus just normally sells between 35 to 80, depending on the centering. But a PSA 9 sold for 181 and a PSA 10 sold for 736. Uh, my initial thoughts are one, 181 is obviously lower than anything you can sell or you know grade with PSA right now. Mm-hmm. $200 and $300 is all you can grade with or 600 if you want to. Or 10,000. Or 10,000. Keep that in mind. Uh, PSA 10 for 740. I can't understand that. Is there any situation where you see a 740 R PSA 10 prison base from 2020? A good buy? Is there any situation? Well, quality control may be terrible. So then PSA 10s are hard to get. The only such now that's fair, but the only situation I can even imagine is that you buy this and you have to sell it in the next six months. If you don't sell in the next six months and they start to grade way more of these, then it's just too much supply, I feel. But we can we can kind of visit more of that in this next slide because uh, I want to pull up how many of these are getting graded by PSA right now. So there's 140 PSA 10s out there of Lamello, and there's 183 PSA 9s. I, can't, I didn't see how many PSA 8s or 7s because I don't know why, but PSA still hasn't added the 2020 Prism NBA set to their pop report. If you just go and search on their website, you can't actually find it, or at least I haven't been able to. Um, so what I did to get these pop reports is I actually scanned the the barcode with my PSA app on eBay. I scanned the barcode for a 10 and a 9, and I saw there's 140 10s and 183 9s. So I know you mentioned quality control. 
Like, I guess it just depends on how many eights and sevens there are, but that's probably in line with like 2019, maybe. I know 2020 is pretty trash on the And that's, that's probably pretty in line with what SGC and B, uh, and HGA and stuff were giving out for. You're saying like 40, 60 split or 50, 45, 55? I mean, yeah. just more nines and tens. Yeah. More nine fives than, at least SGC was more nine fives than tens and more nines than nine fives. Right. Now, here's the flip side, though, and we won't do this for any of the other grading companies, but the reason why, like, PSA is still valuable for grading is because of your cards like this Joe Burrow. Uh, a raw of the Joe Burrow contenders, that is the championship ticket numbered out 49 on card auto, sold for $2,950 on August 29th. Back on July 18th, the PSA 10 sold for $8,300 when it was a pop one. The PSA 9 with the 10 auto sold for $21.75. So I don't know if how much this card's gained in value over the last like month and a half straight up. Like if a PSA 9 in this card would now sell for over three grand, if a PSA 10 would sell for over 10K. But either way, like that's why people still send cards to PSA because you take your 3K card, if you get a 10 on it, especially a contenders on card auto, you know, you're looking at 7, 8K plus. Uh, so still very much a spot for it in the market, even though I'd say. 90% of the people in the card market can't or can't or won't grade with PSA right now. It still dominates this sector. Um, you grab a 10 and you pair it with a high-end card and it's low pop. And, you know, you're looking at multiple thousands of dollars in profit in about a week. If you get the right card in the right condition, of course. Now, that's not always guaranteed at all. But I still want to bring that up. Hey, talk us to Beckett. Uh, so Beckett, you have two different options available. Uh, which is a little bit rougher than uh, PSA. I mean, you can give $10,000 to PSA. You can't do that to Beckett. But they have $125 for no no subgrades and $200 for subgrades. I can read it. $250 for subgrades. Oh, $250 for subgrades. Okay. <laughs> I, can I can't read it. It was very small on the screen. I can't read it, apparently. Um. So $125 difference for no subgrades to subgrades, which – Stay on the line here. If you're thinking about leaving, stay on because that comes with some very interesting information later on in this slideshow that I don't think I would have expected. And then obviously we have a, a BGS 9.5, no subgrades for 192. And if my memory serves me correctly, there was a BGS 9.5 with subgrades on like July 17th for $308. So a hundred and uh, what sixteen dollar difference there um, for the subgrades to no subgrades, and then BGS nine with subgrades one hundred forty dollars, BGS nine without subgrades one hundred and fourteen or one hundred fifteen dollars. And Beckett's still suspended all those services right now, and I don't know when they're going to restart anytime soon. But I cannot imagine that they got anywhere close to the volume of cards that PSA got, and I have no idea if Beckett has communicated with their audience or their customers how backed up they are, how much left they have to go. I actually checked on PSA's website today and they added to their uh, complete through dates. They started to add now the percent that they've completed of a given month's submission. So like if you're looking at like uh, bulk, modern, 2016 to present or whatever your submission type is, it will say like 65% through what's the reasonable time frame? Like, I don't know, January or something where like they've gotten through 65% of submissions that were submitted in January of 2021 so far. Um, pretty cool to see like something like that getting introduced. I heard some rumbling about the complete through dates, not including bulk submissions. I don't know if that's true or not. 
like I guess not bulk submissions. I meant from group suppers. That's what I meant to say. I don't know if that's true or not. Just something I think I read on the street. So uh, maybe like that's something to keep to be aware of if you are reading about the complete through dates. Oh, and then here is the uh, the Beckett pop report for that three eights. 5.8.5s, 38.9s, 45.95s, 210s, zero black labels. And this is where it kind of is in line with um, the other companies, except not entirely, because I guess a 9.5 would be in line with uh, a 10, and 10s were way worse or, you know, less pop than 9s. But 210s, 45.95s, 38.9s, pretty even. What's interesting here is you see the two tens of the 93 total. There hasn't been a single BGS 10 to sell, so we couldn't incorporate that into like the profit based off of grading. But when I see two out of 93, that pretty much says to me, like, if you are like, oh, BGS is worth grading because you can get a pristine 10, uh, you better probably like re- two percent re- chance. Yeah, rethink that because the odds of you getting a 10 on that card and actually making that profit is insanely small. You know, you, we don't know how many people submitted how many cards to get those tens you know what if a guy submitted like 30 you know of the 93 to get one of the tens we don't know that but uh the other interesting thing actually is that most of them have subgrades too so most of the cards of the 45 95s have subgrades probably like from my just i it looked like 70 some percent i didn't do the actual math but from what it looks like uh which means that they're paying 250 a card to get those graded this is probably the most interesting one of the entire presentation right nate and oh, i yeah. think i think you got a lot of thoughts on this so why don't you start going with sgc let me tell you i wasn't really an sgc guy and then i see a lot of people posting about sgc i'm like okay maybe maybe and then we did this exercise today and i am a lot more on the sgc bandwagon than i was even like four hours ago um but you have the declared values on the left side uh fifteen hundred dollars or under is thirty dollars and then the turnaround time for that, 20 to 25 days. And then you can keep going down that list. Um, $1,500, that's a pretty healthy chunk yeah, of change for $30. Great. And they're not going to upcharge you any. Mm-hmm. If you sent that into PSA for 300 and then it was over that amount, would they upcharge you still? I mean, it, it's kind of like a, they'll upcharge you if it's a hot card. And they know it's like, you know, 10 grand and it's like a 3K card. But I haven't gotten upcharged on cards that were I thought were 5K plus and I sent it at the 2,500 level or whatever. So I think it's a dependent dependent situation or, you know, based on each card. Okay. But 20 to 25 for uh, 30 bucks is a really good deal. A lot of these other places are either super expensive or if you want to get 20 to 25 turnaround, a day turnaround, shout out uh, CSG, it's $60. Yeah. And if you're paying $30, like let's just say PSA were to in- reintroduce a thirty dollar grading, and that's if it's a group submitter or whatever. What a year, you know? Like, yeah, and you know if you pay thirty dollars now and you don't get it sold by that time, you can always crack it and send it to PSA for thirty bucks if they reintroduce that. And, and my other thought too is like, I've been noticing way more SGC cards hitting eBay, way more people sending submissions in through Instagram, just kind of like getting a pulse of what people are doing. And I feel like the more people that actually package up a submission and send it to SGC, the more people are willing to go on to eBay and buy a card that's already graded by SGC. 
Like yeah. once you get over the, the once get over you the get hump. over the hump of sending it in yourself, then you're more likely. I mean, I've looked at SGC cards that I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. I should probably buy that. I haven't done it yet, but now I have. Now I I personally have cards where I'm like, I should probably get this graded at least just to get in a case. And SGC is the cheapest option. And also, based on the information later, maybe one of the better ones. Yeah, and I like I personally I bought my first SGC card in a while, probably about a month and a half ago. I think it was around my birthday, maybe like in June. I bought a Lukaku Blue Select 2015 of 299. It was a numbered card, a 95. I got it for like 45 bucks. Cost $30 a grade the card. And now the card's worth well over a hundred because Lukaku moved to Chelsea. And you know, like I was a fan of buying that budget level, nice serial numbered card at that price. Um, I think I want to say something because in the past, if you rewind it all the way to like March when PSA first suspended their, you know, everything under $300 and they also increased their prices up to $300 at that same time, I was pretty vocally against SGC at that time because I just wasn't a fan of what SGC did in response. Instead of finding a way to, you know, limit the amount of intake that they have to still guarantee their turnaround times, uh, they went with a super aggressive marketing plan and increased their prices by double overnight. And that just isn't a business move that I'm a fan of um, as someone that, you know, tries to do as much for the people as possible. Uh, you know, at Slab Stocks as a company, we try to do that. It just wasn't something I was a fan of. But looking now at it from a strictly business sense and that they decrease their prices now to $30 submitting directly through them. You can also, I'm sure if you have, you know, no group sub group submitters like clay cards or Ryan, I don't know if card collector two cents there also, but um, I'm sure those guys, you know, have an even better rate that you could maybe take advantage of uh, with the decreased price. It makes a lot more sense. It made no sense to me at $75 a card. Do you agree with that? It made no sense at $75 a card. Okay. I just want to make sure I wasn't offline way back when for, for, uh, you know, not agreeing with that. Now, Dan said, just got an SGC 10% gold. First time seeing one in person and had to. That's a good point is that we are talking about SGC 10s in this episode based strictly off of their normal SGC 10. I think they call it pristine or is it? No, is it gem mint? No, nine fives are gem mint, right? I think it's a pristine. Yeah, it's a pristine. Uh, I actually had an SGC 10 pristine. I graded. I sent in one grading submission ever to SGC. It was two years ago. Is after the 2019 national, I sent in soccer cards and hockey cards, and my Svi. and your Svi Mikhailuk. That's right. And I did get an SGC 10 pristine gold. It was on a canvas upper deck young guns Braden point that I probably just should have stuck in the box and held this whole time because I held all my other hockey cards from SGC because that one probably would have been worth multiple multiple hundreds of dollars now. Uh, but I I mean that that is another upside play with SGC is that you actually do have that chance. To get another, well, I think I'm talking myself into sending some stuff off after the stream. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do, <laughs> but anyways, we got to get to the end so that they see the numbers. Oh, right, right, right. Rob said 75 was insane. That was a bad move. Glad that they lowered it. Same here. I am much more in on SGC at thirty dollars and twenty five. If you have a group submitter potentially around there, uh, thank you for uh, so pro 03. 9.5 is mint plus SGC ten is gem mint SGC ten gold labels pristine. Okay. That's cool. That's also good to know. So they have a little bit different grading tier than PSA. Um, well, no, then BGS I meant because their SGC 10 is gem mint, just like PSA 10 gem mint. I'm slabbing soccer with SGC right now for the next two World Cups. Good to know from Tech. 
<laughs> Dan says, I think you're talking me into it too. It's time for another sub. I think Nate sat next to me before the stream and said, hey, I think a lot of people might send the cards to see after the stream. <laughs> well, I only said it because I had no intention of sending cards to SGC. And now after doing the research, I'm like, oh, I'm probably at least one card in my possession I'm going to send to SGC. I and I know Nate said, let's get to the numbers and we're going to get to them too. But I think another thing while thinking about sending to SGC is like, make sure you do your due diligence with your cards. I think that it was very obvious that for a good portion of time, you could send borderline nines to PSA. You could send, you know, for sure nines to PSA and know you're going to get like profit out of those cards. Cause for a long time, PSA nine started pulling profit off the grade. Um, I would be wary about that with SGC. I would do more due diligence to hold cards out of the submission then put more cards in willy-nilly because those will start to stack up fast. If you start to rack up more $30 charges and they don't yield any profit and they might lose you money, um, I would just be more careful, I guess, with what you send. Not to say uh, it's bad to send. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. One, one thing. Creed, Creed, at least wait to the end. At least wait to the end before, before you yeah, declare yeah, yeah. you're convinced. Yeah, for sure. There, we, have a, we have a table at the very end we're going to share and talk about uh, before we make any decisions although i guess nate might have already done that <laughs> so uh here's the values for the for the lamella balls so you got sgc 10 at 305 sgc 95 at 115 or 11402 because nate wrote that down on the table and then uh sgc 9 at 74 dollars and 81 cents those are all from the last two weeks around there so what happens is is with these sgc graded cards and csg and hg as well um, even PSA now too, because of how expensive it is, the volume just isn't as high as it used to be on these cards for sales, because it's not like, you know, there's 18,000 PSA 10 Luca prisms. Um, there's like 300 Lamello. So sometimes it's hard to find data points closer to the day of like shooting this. Ooh, wait one second. Also, just, just a side, a side tangent on all this is that if you look at the center one, the $74 and 81 cents, you'll notice something in the screen that doesn't belong. <laughs> And it is the person's hand and it is my biggest pet peeve in the entire world is that if you're going to take a picture of your card, please get your hand out of it and just make sure it's the card and only the card. I, w I will say eBay listings. Yes. Sometimes I like like making like an aesthetic picture for like an Instagram post. Like you like take it outside and like hold it and then get the sun reflection on it. But clearly that's not what's happening here because it's a super dull picture too. It looks like in front of the keyboard. So I agree with Nate. Like the other two, respectable. One's a scan, one's a picture on an angle with some light on it. Uh, Dan, you really need to go with your best of the best. Be meticulous and cautious. The S SGC nines often end up around raw card value, which would be a negative $30 or $30 loss. Here's the pop report for SGC. So as Nate mentioned, uh, kind of similar to PSA's breakdown, although the interesting thing here is that there's nine fives in the mix. So 475 total graded. I imagine that's more than PSA. I know we didn't look at eight and below, but that'd be a lot of eights and below if it caught up to this because it's like 360 or something. So it'd have to have like 100 below eight or eight or lower. Um, and then you, I think, what was there, a 3.5? Wasn't there a 3 .5? There was a 3.5, there was a 4.5, there was a 7, a 7.5. <laughs> Four of those. <laughs> Gabriel, I will, I will remove my feet <laughs> next time. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> Oh, looks like Nate started calling out some people in this chat. Thanks for the tip, Nate. Next time I'll remove my hand. Hey, I'm just I'm just making change for the better. That's all I'm doing. Uh, what do you send prison-based rookies from the 2020-2021 rookie class? So it's interesting. Uh, well, I kind of have something to parallel that to. It's not exactly – it's right here, actually. It's not exactly 
the uh, Prism MBA class from 2020, but I want to pull an example of, let's say you have a $4 card or $8 card post-shipping. Uh, like, what should you do with that? So this is a Pedri uh, 2020 Topps from Champions League base. SJC 9 sold for $30, 9.5 in the lower right-hand and honestly, side. Honestly, that's not bad. You get the card for $4.25 and you grade it for 30 you're only losing $4.25. There is $5 in shipping on that, but... Ah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but a 9.5 sold four days soon, earlier for $38. And then above that is a 9.5 refractor. So the, the first raw car, card is the base that we we're talking about, but I just want to put the refractor in there too. A 9.5 refractor sold for $70. Um, and then the SGC 10 base sold for $75. So if you think about that, you know, $9... You buy the card for you grade it for 30. You got some shipping costs to the grading here and there. Hopefully, you're grading more than one card so that one card doesn't eat all that cost. And uh, you know, you're making what like 20 bucks or so post fees. If, if you get an SGC 10, yeah. you're losing money on nine fives and nines. But if you just pick out the cream of the crop of your cards, and and I think the main point while looking at this is like for a while, definitely for the two to three months post PSA suspension of services. There was no option to send a $5 card through. There was none. And while this is difficult because you need to get a 10, it's still it's at least kind of there. Also, it is trending in the right direction. The prices yeah. are trending up. So there is potential that, you know, that 9.5, while you're losing money on it now, give it six months, you might break even with how these prices are trending. And, and not to mention just the player and the athlete in general gaining value. Yeah. Um uh, something I want to make clear, though, with this is like there were and this particular card, which is very relatable to 2020 Prism. When you talk about like, you know, your Patrick Williams or your Halliburton or your Anthony Edwards, like Pedri is very similar to those type of players uh, better than Patrick. You Williams, can't be probably. choosing uh, Killian Hayes, right? You can't be choosing Killian Hayes. And I'd also caution be early. And I don't mean <laughs> I don't want you to go home and send like all your base off and spend a ton of money, $30 grading every single base card. But by the time that, like Nate said, these start to get to be, maybe this is $150 SGC 10 at some point, all of them are going to be sent there. And once all of them get sent there, prices will drop. Back prices down. drop because so much, so many more are going to come back out into the market and are going to start to be sold. Clearly, this is a low population card right now. Um, and I would caution, like, if you do want to go the route of grading 5 to $10 base cards through SGC, they have to be 10s or at least a chance at a 10 and you need to do it sooner rather than later, but also decide if you want to do it at all. That is not me saying you should go do it. That's just, you have to decide for yourself. If you want to do it at all, I would not be one to send a $5 Pedri base there. I wouldn't try to send a refractor or a, you know, aqua of 199, something like that. Uh, it's, it's actually amazing how well SGC was able to turn around their business after last year when they were first gaining ground with modern cards. I do agree with that, Joseph. Oh, look at uh, cousin of Victor Crumb back in here. That's true. So, uh, I agree because I thought for a while when they, they dropped the ball hard, their first rodeo around, they got such a big backlog and they were so slammed in behind, just like I know PSA was, but it's easier to not complain about PSA when your cards, when they sit there, they were actually gaining value instead of losing value, uh, which now is actually reversed around as well but uh they did they did turn around quite well and their turnaround times are really really good right now uh how about 100 plus dollar serial numbered raw i mean that's a great idea i almost sent 
my Noelvi Martes into SGC. I sold them instead because I was flipping them for a good price. Um, and I'm a little bit, I don't love, if I can make money, I make money, you know, yeah. so I don't really hold, but, uh, I, I, I don't, I do think that's a very, a, a very, very good choice. If you have something like a Noelvi Marte, say a hundred dollar, a hundred dollar blue or a hundred dollar purple. And you're like, okay, it's not worth sending in for $200 to PSA because it's unlikely I get $300 out of it, but you send it in for 30 and you might be able to get 200 out of it. I think I think it's it's card dependent. So like my example with my Lukaku blew off one ninety nine nine five or two ninety nine. I bought it as a nine five, but so, if someone were to grade it, it'd be profitable right now if you got a nine five, uh, based on if you bought it for cheap enough. But like something like if you're talking about Ronaldo or Messi there, and you're talking like of twenty five or of ten, I would send that to PSA. I really think any card that's like over three hundred dollars of a hot player serial numbered. Uh, and if it gets a PSA 10, if you think it has a chance at a 10, it's worth the risk because like you could easily go from a three to $400 raw card into like a $1,500 PSA 10 if it's low enough pop or someone will buy it. But again, it has to be a hot card. Yes, it has, you know, it has to be like a hot So card. not a 2021 national Renault. No, no, I would that not. That would be the card. If you wanted to send it into SGC, send it into SGC. Yeah. So that I, that's a good point. I'm glad he brought that up. Like I was thinking your tops Chrome orange number uh, 25 and Ronaldo, you know, like that's going to PSA, but not the national set. So oh, that's a good point right there. It's because SGC is actually hiring people. Yes. Easy to keep up with grading. If you hire more people than grading, you're taking in uh, Toa says HGA grades harder than PSA. SGC. Sorry. See a good point. SGC grades harder than PSA. Uh, I've heard chatter about that. It's so hard to actually get like a definitive answer on something like that. But the centering is a probably a pretty objective way to look. PSA centering is 60-40. SGC is 55-45. That means you get tens easier and so on. So interesting point. I think a, you know, a huge case study would be very interesting on that. And uh, we move on. Yeah, we move on. All right, on to HGA. I think Nate was looking up this one. You can talk to their pricing. Hybrid grading approach. Obviously, they have many different levels here um, and also different amounts of cards. So just say you're sending in one <clears throat> lamella ball and you're trying to get the cheapest, you're looking at 20 bucks. You're sending in 100 lamella balls and you're trying to get the cheapest, you're looking at 20 bucks. You're also looking at the same for 30 day, $35 a card, no matter how many you send in. Um, and that's really all we care about. We don't really care about the two day or the 10 day for this exercise. So we'll just stay with that. You can obviously see that there on your screen, on your screen, on your screen. Um, for me, it's interesting that I don't know why I wouldn't wait the extra month to save 15 bucks. Unless you really, really say you send it in now and you want it back by the end of the MLB season. OK, I get it. Otherwise, I'm waiting those extra 30 days to save 15 dollars a card. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting, right? I think it's a it's a very card dependent situation right there and also i want to point out the right screenshot i added in because in the past they used to limit submissions that could be taken in it was like five thousand submissions maybe in a week total but i think that what i'm gathering from this is that there is no limit anymore i think that they hired a ton of people um, i heard at the national and that submissions are open where you can just openly submit a card now i don't think that there's like it used to be on like thursdays at five o'clock you had to get into a queue and get selected to have a submission uh, I'm sure that some hype kind of slowed down with them where everyone was trying to get in the queue 
and then they hired a lot more people and now it kind of is a good balance but for those that aren't familiar familiar with hga this is kind of their bread and butter like what they're making themselves known for is these custom labels um the one on the left is the kanji uh shohei otani autograph i think is uh on the label at the top there i don't know if y'all can increase your screen size to see that but he signed like that in a couple of bowman chrome cards and a couple of tops finest cards uh, Phil Hughes actually has bought one at the National, the top's finest. And then on the right is the Marcus Smart off-center label, which I thought was pretty neat and creative. A super off-center card, and the label's also off-center on it. And um, I think that on the previous slide it said $10 extra to request a custom label. Cust- custom's back to $10, so it sounds like, yeah, $10 to add a custom label onto it. Pretty cool. Um, I think some are cool, some are... Kind of gimmicky, but so, uh, the Otani one, while kind of cool, also just kind of looks like a video game cover. Yeah, yeah, and it, blur, it blurs out a lot of the actual information, information. on the card too. Yeah. Um, one of the coolest ones I saw that I actually personally like the most is I should put it in you. There was a Zion Net Marvels 2020 Donners card, and the label mirrored like just the the you know straight up lines from the Net Marvels and the color. If they can, you know, just use like the least amount of clutter as possible while matching the colors to the card. I think that's sometimes when they look the coolest and uh, the less, you know, least gimmicky, which like the Otani, while kind of cool also, it's like, you know, is that a professional sports card graded label? It looks kind of like a, you know, Photoshop type of thing, but like the, the other one looks pretty cool too. The, the Marcus smart. Uh, so we got some graded values here. Nine, five sold for two fifteen and, HGA nine sold for 88. Those are both within the last couple of days. It looks like, you know, what's their takeaway from this? I think Nate, the next slide you can talk about. What's our takeaway? Wait, can you go back to prices just so I can yeah, see them again? That was so quick. Two, six- two, two sixteen for the nine five and eighty eight for the nine. Yeah, and here you have nine fives twenty five, nines ninety seven. So, you know, it's a it's. A fourth of the population was the nine five, but the price is only barely double, barely double. Um, and if you are paying for HGA to grade your cards, you know if you pay thirty five bucks and you get um, a nine, you're kind of toast, kind of toast. But we move on. Not much to say here. Yeah, that I was trying to point to the fact that there was zero tens. Yeah, well, zero tens for sure. Yeah. Nine fives are hard to get. Nines, you know, they grade really hard apparently, or their computer approach does. Um, so I just want to uh, make a comment really quick on HGA. So for a while, I know that they were talking about, uh, you know, using human intervention in grading with the digital scanning and the actual like AI grading techniques. And I know that there was some just like confusion between. Were they doing AI grading? Were they using the scanners? Were they using humans? Um, I know that the owner actually reached out to me and mentioned September 18th was when they're supposed to release their demonstration of their grading software. It'll take give them a big step forward, he said. So uh, for anyone wondering, they do have plans to share kind of how they do their grading and maybe it'll make people more interested or make people more confident in what they're doing instead of just, you know, some writing on a website, you know, like, oh, we, you know, we use AI to grade and everything. Um, which would be cool to see. I mean, any way to be more transparent with the community is better. I think that that's how you uh, gain, you know, more more market share and everything. Yeah. And then this. Oh, can you actually go back to that big yeah, page? Yeah. This is where it gets really interesting, at least for me, is because CSG, and we did economy for our purposes, $20. 
as opposed to bulk, because we're assuming that you're sending in one to two cards, three cards, whatever, and not getting your 50 card minimum order. Um, so remember that when we show you the next slide or the couple slides after this with the with the table. Uh, but this is interesting because for $20, you can get your card back in 120 days, otherwise known as four months um, or otherwise known as six times the time it takes you to get back from SGC. And then if you go to standard, you pay the same price you would pay for SGC and you still get it back four times slower. And then if you want to pay $60, you can get it back the same time as SGC and pay three times as much. So whichever way you put it, CSG is behind the eight ball uh, compared to the other companies because of their, their prices are cheaper than like a PSA, but the value is not there. And the times are way longer than uh, like an SGC. Yeah, it does say business days. It says working days at the very top. Uh, oh, 87, 120 working days. That's yeah. even worse. It's not even just straight up days. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, I don't know. I know that they have CGC. That's like, you know, the comic book grading company, the Pokemon grading company that is either the parent company or, you know, a sister company, whatever you want to say to CSG, the sports card grading company. I don't know why, if they did, couldn't do it, if they didn't want to do it, but why didn't they just take the same cases for Pokemon cards and use them for the card grading? And then they look just like the comic books too. Like, while I know that, TCGs and comic books are not the same as sports cards. Keeping the brand recognition and actually a nice case and label makes way more sense to me than one making the label even bigger and then making the brand look really weird too. Um, I wish that they would have kept the same brand label design, all that stuff for for CSG as they did for CGC with the blue coloring and whatnot. Because yikes, like in my mind, these these labels are just so rough. And I've said it before, especially on the left side of the screen, the no subgrades. There's so much white space on that label. It is just, that's an eyesore. That's tough to look at. It's $83 for a CGC9, a CGC, sorry, CSG. CSG9 uh, nine got the 83. CSG95 sold for 144 on the 12th and 127 on the 12th. Um, I, I don't think that I, like, I could see myself send a card to HGA if it's like a PC card that I think has cool colors and match the label and just make it kind of mm -hmm. cool. Well, you had one. I actually do have one. I bought it uh, HGA slabbed. It's a Mason Mount Cracked Ice Auto. It looks, it looks it amazing. Looks, it looks really good, actually. I do agree. Uh, I can't see myself send a card to CSG. Literally the only company on here. And maybe Beckett, too, actually, because of the cost. It just makes no sense. I couldn't see myself sending a card to them. Uh, for, for reference, neither could I. I would not. Not in a million years would I send a card to either CSG or Beckett. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. And I guess this is what it's worth because it's just straight numbers at this point. So, Nate, I'll make this bigger. I guess do you want to walk through this? Sure. So, we have up top, we have the grade. Well, okay. Left side of the column, we have grade and we have raw and it's all this, the same all the way across. And nines, nine fives, tens. If you see an NA, it's because no price point was available. Um, or they just don't have the grade, like a PSA 9.5. Correct. And then across the top, you'll notice PSA, BGS, SGC, HEA, and CSG. So you know what column you're in. And then at the bottom, you have turnaround times plus cost. So um, whatever the turnaround time is for the price point we chose, which should be the cheapest, unless it was a bulk submission, uh, 
shout out CSG, then we didn't choose that because you'd have to have 50 cards and that's not the point of our exercise here. Um, and so now that you understand this, and obviously it's pretty self-explanatory, anything in red, obviously negatives, greens, positives. Um, and you can all see that here. I guess there might, or, do we put these in podcasts or no? No, you can't see this if you're on a podcast, so you'll have to read through Okay, so I'll read through it. So PSA. Make sure you start with the rock because you didn't say that. The oh, dollars. yeah, yeah. LaMelo Ball, Prism, we took an average of $50 for Raw. So assume that you are buying this card for $50 Raw. You did not buy it out of a box. You did not get a hobby box, nothing like that. You are buying this card for $50. And if you are grading with PSA for $200, which is their new cheapest price point, a PSA 9 would... Uh, last sale was 181.50, which would net you negative $68.50, and that is not including taking out fees. Um, a PSA 10, 736. Some people thought that might be a shill bid. Some people thought that might be too high. Let me let me point out really quick on the 736. There was a more recent sale, but it was over a thousand dollars through Probstein, so we did not include that. So I would say 736 seems more. Legit based on some buy and I was going, I think, between like 800 recently, too. So seems pretty legit. Perfect. So you're up $486 on your $200 investment. Obviously, you then would have to take out whatever fees, depending on whoever you sold it through. Um, BGS, again, $50 raw, a nine for uh, with subgrades, $140.50 sold. You would lose out on $159.50. If you sold 9.5, we had a no sub and a sub example, a no sub, $192.50, and that would net you $17.50, not including final fees, um, which means you'd probably be in the negative. A uh, one with subgrades, $308, which would net you $8. So this is the craziest part to me, is that if you paid the extra $125 for subgrades as opposed to not no subgrades, you would actually come out worse than just not getting the subgrades at all. And let's make this clear one more time. If you're picking up mid live stream or mid podcast for whatever reason, you fast forward, maybe uh, this is one card, one example, the mellow ball prison base value to $50. You know, there's a million different examples you can go up between autographs, you know, uh, serial number and non-sport, whatever you want to say. But this was our way to look at the pretty standard, Modern card that hasn't been graded that high of a frequency. Like, you know, Zion and Lucas have now been graded like crazy. This is like if you were to start to buy new cards now, want to grade them, this is your most likely scenario. Uh, and I want to point out, too, for those, for those listening who might be new, when we say no subgrades and subgrades, uh, if you scroll back really quick, I'm just going to pop back to the BGS slide. Um, you can see here on the Lamella Prism, there's no subgrades in the little gold label right there. And what they do is they put the centering, edges, corners, and surface. Uh, they grade each one to get to the final grade. They added an option where there's no subgrades like PSA, and they charge 50% of the value, which is – that's a large price difference to charge for services. Like when you talk about services, like how you offer them, that's a huge difference. And I imagine if they grade with no subgrades – you still have to write down the subgrades as a grader. Somewhere. That's how you get your final grade. Yeah. So it's not like that the cost of them putting the little numbers on there is that high. Yeah. It might be a couple cents, you know, for a card, but it's it's just wild to see. Like that means specifically that they know how different the market level is. Yeah. That, it's just crazy. I I that's so hard to process, but you can keep going. Um, so 
And it should be pointed out the PSA and Beckett are both 10 to 30 plus day turnarounds for that price point, the $200 and the $125 or $250 for Beckett. Now, this is where it gets interesting. SGC, I believe, has the second highest ceiling outside of PSA, but a much higher floor than PSA. So you spent $50 for the raw and you graded it for $30 because that's what it costs for the SGC. And if you got a nine, Last sale, $74.81 on auctions. You're losing $5.19, which is not bad considering you're losing $68 for PSA and $159 for BGS. Now, if you get a 9.5, $114.02, you're netting $30. And if you get a 10, you're netting $225, which is incredible and a lot easier to hit a 10 on SGC than it is BGS, which isn't available for a price point. And so, you know, it is like the second most valuable for me. The second most upside here is SGC and the floor is definitely uh, way higher than a PSA or a BGS, making it my early favorite. Uh, any comments? Yeah, I was looking at the comments because there's some good stuff here. So Alex King, I want to put his comment up on the um, screen. I don't want to dodge it at all. So he said this grading chart is way off, not, not comparing the grade type gem mint uh, just the grade values and HGA slash Beckett nine five is gem mint SGC and PSA ten are gem mint. Very good point. So yes, if you look at like how we have nine five on the entire the same line, you know like Beckett's nine five versus uh, HGA's nine five might be well, I guess it's the same, right? It's gem mint, but for SGC, their tens are gem mint. So it's it's hard when you look at a PSA ten. Is it like the SGC ten? Is it like the SGC nine five? Um, the the biggest point here is that. In my opinion, it doesn't really matter what companies call Gem Mint versus Mint versus Pristine. I feel like each company has their own standards to grade. It's not like that there's some overall regulating body that makes a standard, sends them out to everyone and says, okay, uh, BGS, you need to call your 9.5. Like your exact grade for your 9.5 needs to mirror exactly what PSA 10s are. I think it's all based on consumer confidence. It's all based on the actual number and the and the grading company on the label. And that's what then results in the final values, which while you are correct, I'm not like saying you're not correct, that there are difference in names for the grades. I just think that it all has to do with consumer confidence and that it there is no like grading standards between companies. And if anything, that's a black eye for Beckett because a gem mint nine five is you profit less than a non-gem mint 9.5 from SG, from a mint, I guess, from SGC. Like a mint card from SGC makes you more money than a gem mint card from BGS. Yeah. And a and a gem mint card from SGC makes you way more money yeah. than a gem mint card from Beckett. But I imagine a pristine 10 and a BGS 10. I mean, because then it gets weird because then they have the black label, which would be kind of like the pristine Gold. So then you have nothing for the BGS. Yeah. You have no example for the BGS 10. Yeah, which is which is why in reality, every single grading company sets their own standard, makes their own gimmicks, right? Like HGA. Can you, can you get to the comments? Yeah, HGA. You know, I don't know if you know this. They call like their their 10, and it's like a flawless. Like if all of them are 10s, like it's kind of like the black label, they call it a flawless. Um, exactly. This is what... The, you know, GB sports cards is, is right. You know, people buy the number in the grading company, not the names of the grades, which is why I, I, you know, there, there's, there's very much so, um, you know, reality to, uh, 
you know, Jim Mint and Mint and whatnot. But I think that that stuff is is secondary to thinking about the company's name and where it brings the most value and then the number on it as well. And yeah, I'm not going, I'm not going in and saying like me personally, me personally, I wouldn't look at this and say, oh, a nine five from SGC is equivalent to a nine from PSA. Right. But I also wouldn't look at it and say a nine five is equivalent to a nine five from Beckett. Um, if that makes sense. I just look at it as its own thing. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. Same. Because I think that you could start to pick apart every single thing in grading. If you start to look at each individual grade and what gets what and what's related to what and what should be valued off of what the actual card looks like, you know, just because Nike's shoes are sell for $150, the utility is not like insanely different than like maybe like a $75 pair of running new balance shoes. And I think that's the same point here is that, the utility between these grading companies really isn't all that different. It's just the name brand on it that's really making the difference and where the consumer confidence is placed. Clearly, the most expensive is PSA. But if you start to compare, like Nate said, oh, you know, SGC's 9.5 better than BGS's 9.5. Well, in the terms of like a smart business decision, it is, but it's worth less money straight up. But the cost to get graded is so much lower that it makes it a smart business decision. Yeah. Which in my mind, makes it better almost right like <laughs> it, it to me it is a better card because it costs less to grade and you can make more profit off of it and that is in if this is a personal collection card you don't care about the profit and so you get it graded with whoever you want anyways if it's not a personal collection card and you actually care about the profit then you are going to want to make the most which makes sgc the option here compared to bgs which makes michael's uh comment Another nail in the coffin, so to speak, for BGS. What was Michael's comment? That that the the chart was off, and that the nine five is a gem mint for BGS, oh. but ten is a oh, gem mint for SGC. Oh, Alex, so, okay. I said Michael. My bad, Alex. Um, I want to point some. There's a lot of comments here. I like this. Thank you, everyone. For I was joining. thinking Michael because isn't Michael King a reliever for the Yankees? <laughs> I don't know, Nate. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, I, I do want to thank everyone for joining today's stream so far. It's a great stream. Uh, lots of people in here. Lots of. Uh, comments coming in anthony were those all sold at the exact same time so if you look throughout the the presentation before this like if you rewind the youtube stream uh each slide actually had the date that each of these sold like we took these values on this chart from everything we already walked through i will say like most are within the last two to three weeks something like a csg9 uh the the like, i can confirm that the 308 on the uh BGS is from July 17th. So it is quite old. Yeah. So, so the nine five with subs 308 is quite old. And maybe since then it'd be more, yeah. maybe it'd be less. We don't know, but we're just trying to take the, you know, the most, uh, the most relevant grade point that or price point that we can actually find. Cause some things you can't, uh, there's a lot back and forth in here right now. Well, let's keep going on our thing. All right. All right. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. So now we have, so SGC, PSA, highest ceiling. SGC, second highest ceiling and not so bad of a floor. Beckett, almost no value unless you're getting a 10 or a black label. You would agree with me? For what? Sorry. For which? For grading. Yes. PSA, highest ceiling. Yes. SGC, second highest ceiling, but also like a good floor, whereas PSA doesn't really have a good floor. And Beckett almost has no value at all unless you get a 10 or a black label. And as we've seen with this Specific Lamello card, you have about a two percent chance of getting a ten, and no percent chance currently of getting a black label. No, now that will change. Two two percent of current graded cards are tens, 
But if you have a card that you think looks pristine, the chances are probably higher than 2%. But I get what you're saying. I agree with you because, yes, it is so hard to come by a BGS 10. And I swear there's been enough scenarios to where people have either cracked and regraded or whatever, and it goes from a 9.5 to a 10 or back and forth for whatever reason. You know, like just because it's a 10 one day does not mean it's the BGS 10 black label the next day. Um, because I- all grading is a... Not to say scam. Yeah. That's <laughs> right for that. No, n- not true. All grading is not a scam, but I will say that there are gimmicks in grading. That is what I'll say. There's definitely gimmicks in grading, like the BGS 10 black label. I want to see someone get a black label, crack it, resend it in. Does it get a black label? If it gets to get another one, crack Let's it, resend it. Let's buy the cheapest black label we can find and do it. <laughs> you want to waste 200 some bucks on the grading? Let's get somebody rich to buy the cheapest <laughs> black label they can and do it. I like that idea. Uh, but did you even talk through No, HGA we haven't talked through HGA or S- CSG. Go ahead. I always want to say SGC. Uh, HGA, um, so $20, but the difference here is that you're waiting 60 days. So $30, 20, 25 days for SGC, um, and way more expensive for 10 to 30 days for PSA and BGS. 60 days, but $20 here for HGA. And you're looking at after your 60 days with a $50 buy-in of the Lamella ball card, you're looking at $17.88 of profit um, on a nine and a nine five would net you $145 and 50 cents of profit, which is actually pretty stinking good. All things considered, especially for a $20 price point. Um, And then there were no tens and then CSG. This is just absolutely trash. Uh, and I, I hate, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. I would never in my life send it to certified sports guarantee when they are costing $20 to grade it. When you could send it to HGA for the same price and get it back in half the time or send it to for $10 more to SGC and get it back in a sixth of the time. And you look at the cost here and it's Fifty dollars plus twenty dollars, seventy dollars, eighty-three dollars for a nine. That's thirteen dollars profit. You're going to lose that on shipping and insurance and, insur- fees, and, and fees, whatever. And then sixty-six dollars for the nine-five profit. If I'm getting a nine-five and only getting sixty-six dollars, and I had to wait hundred and twenty days, and that's business days, not real days. Um, then uh, there is almost no valuable value to only getting sixty-six dollars for that long of a wait. For something as hot as Lamella Ball Card, if you were sending in uh, Nick Senzel or something or Killian Hayes, okay, sure. Otherwise, there is almost no value in CSG. I, I think the entire thing, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think everything I think when you say that is just like, why would you not go with SGC at that point? Like, like clearly there's, there's a critical business difference between SGC and HGA. The only critical difference between CSG and SGC is that they take three, four times, five times as long, or six times as long, depending on the submission, and their values are lower. Yep. <laughs> That's like all I see in it. Like, yep. I, So for me, and I don't know where you stand, for me, if I have a really expensive card, I and, said, I, and I'm not talking one-to-ones Really here. quick, I said that their values are lower. I should say that their values might be a little higher, but th- between the time value of money and the profit and the, the weighting and everything, it's, that's where I'm saying it's lower. Go ahead. Um, so for me, if I have something really expensive, and I'm not talking a one of one because I've got a one of one that I'm looking to get graded, but I just don't think a PSA 10 w- would move the needle enough for me to grade it, right? Um, especially for the guy it is. But if I have like a red out of five of a guy, I get that graded by PSA, right? 
Yes. Because I would want to show that that is the cream of the crop compared to the other Reds. Right. Um, so that's where PSA is in the market for me, but I wouldn't send anything under like a $500 card to them for, you know, 300, 200 bucks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Beckett, I would not send a card to, there is just no value there. Um, unless you are like almost, you have to be like a hundred percent positive that there's almost no way or that there is no way that they can give it anything less than a 10. Right. So we sent in my Vlad Guerrero Jr. Because you said this looks like a flawless card. And sure enough, they gave it a BGS 10. Yeah. Um, but that is almost the only way I would do it. They'd have they'd have to agree with you 100% that it is flawless for me to send it into BGS and spend that money. Um, and you'd have to get the subgrades because you don't want a BGS 10 without subgrades. That'd look ridiculous. I think that if it actually gets a BGS 10, they upgrade it to subgrades. You think? I think I've heard that before. Okay. Um, and then SGC... You could lose a little money if you get a nine. So you're going to want to make sure you send in good cards. But if you send in good cards, you know, nine, five, tens, you're nine, fives, you're probably not going to lose money per se. You might not make money. You're probably not going to lose money. Nines, you probably lose barely any money. And tens, you will definitely make a lot of money if it is a good card. Um, and then HGA and CSG, you know, there is a nice floor there but there just isn't a very nice ceiling. And Josh Valdez, I do not understand how you were saying that there is no value in BGS. Well, literally any big card, especially with an auto, it goes to BGS. Um, that was true back in the day. I don't know if it's as true now, but why would I send it to BGS when I can send it to PSA? Answer me that one. Yeah, I. there's a lot to unpack with that, but the most notable thing here um, is that one, most of this discussion is based around 50 to $150 cards. And two... If you do have a high dollar card now, there is many more cards that are high dollar, high caliber passing through PSA than BGS nowadays. Um, there, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of grading in the past that was done with BGS, but that has flipped pretty hard um, in the last two years. Um, are you guys talking about now because the prices for BGS? Yes, specifically right now. Yeah. If PSA comes out in like six months and says, "Hey, we're introducing a thirty dollar PSA le level." And if they say it's going to take six months, we know what we're doing. I'm sending my cars to PSA. <laughs> yeah. Or if BGS even were to come out and offer a $25, $30 submission that they can guarantee six months or seven months, um, which they won't, will not be able to do from what I'm seeing from them. Um, PSA probably won't be able to do that either, honestly. But uh, yeah, I mean, it all depends on the current grading situation, price, turnaround time. And that's why coming here today, you know, we called this sports card grading update because I think a lot of people right now, are getting to the point, I can see it, where there's pent-up angst that they can't send the PSA. Yeah. And what should I do? Do I just never grade a card again, or do I send to a place like SGC or HGA? And that's really what this was about. And I think in the conclusion of all this, take a chance on a couple cards. I would not do your first submission sending in 50 cards to SGC or 100 cards to SGC before you can get a feel for how they grade. Is it valuable to you? Is it worth it? Are the turnaround times good for you? Um, I'd always say test 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 stuff out, you know, like test out HG if you want to send a couple of cards there. But I'd say, you know, tread lightly until you get a good feel for it, if it's worth your business time and uh, and and energy. And I know after the stream, there's going to be a lot of comments on here that just say these guys just hate on BGS because people have been letting us know it for a while. But until they do something that proves to me that they are turning it around, I will continue I, to say the same thing. I will not send a card. To them. I just say, look at the values. And I get it. I get it, Josh, that there are huge cards that get sent in. 
But more and more, there's been huge cards that get sent to PSA instead. Now I get the half grade comment. Sometimes you want to know it's a 9.5, right? You're like, oh, just a 10 or a 9. I'd wish PSA put 9.5 in there, right? That'd be nice. Um, it also might dilute their brand, though, too. That's true. Uh, so I, I get it. I get it. I just do think that there are way more cards getting sent to PSA now than there were BGS. And obviously, that wasn't the case. When I got into cards again after being a kid um, in, like, 2015, uh you know, we were going to send all our cards. We we're going to send all our Bowman to BGS. We I, we were sending all. I was sending all my cards BG, to BGS. BGS was king. And now PSA is king. And and the one feeling I get is that just BGS isn't doing enough. Enough. They're just not doing To enough. get back on top. And, like, guys underneath them, SGC, are doing more to get up to BGS levels than BGS is doing to let, get up to PSA levels. Let me make it very clear. We are in the age of how do you use tech to your advantage as a business. And BGS has not changed one process, system, or outward-facing method with technology over the past like decade and a half. I've been doing cards now since I was eight, and that makes it, I'm bad at math right now, 15 years. And their BGS pop report has not changed once over 15 years. You type in names, you type in sets, you type in years, you don't even get the results you want. Like, how does that make me confident enough to then send my cards to them when they haven't changed or gone better or increased their server on that or made their search characteristics actually match what you put into their search? And on top of that, they haven't changed their label in that long. And I'm not saying you have to make drastic changes to your label. PSA has made very fine changes to her label over the last, you know, 20 years, most of which are super important and bring more security to their slabs. Now, I know that every single slab and every single label can be copied in some way or another, and it's just the nature of the beast when you have an expensive industry. It doesn't matter if you're in shoes. It doesn't matter if you're in video games. It doesn't matter if you're in cards. It doesn't matter if you're in like coins or something. I'm sure there's counterfeits in every single industry. But PSA with their Lighthouse label being very explicit on all their stuff that they do is super important. And BGS is still just their little strip of metal with nothing else behind it. Whoa, that's the mic. Um, And I like this. I like this. Josh says, we send a ton to SGC for simple, quick turnaround and smaller but faster profits. And I think that's what I, at least I was trying to get to with this exercise, is that um, since we're not looking at, we're not looking at, you know, Jason Dominguez autos here. No. We're not looking at blue uh, lamella balls or red lamella balls. Yeah, I'm you not know? sending it to SGC. We're not sending those cards to SGC. No. We're just talking. And, and likewise, we're also not looking at like, um we also don't have those cards too no (laughs) no we don't but we're also not looking at uh take a um like a bobachette tops chrome rookie right we're also not looking or maybe even a little bit less than that say um pete alonzo we're not looking at pete alonzo tops crumbs either because that's too small for a sdc uh thing but if you're sitting on a lamello ball or you're sitting on a joe burrow or somebody like that and you don't want to spend the three hundred dollars to send it in because you just don't think the profit is there. Um, or if you're sitting uh, like a Tua, a Tua would be a, a solid guy to send in because he should be the starter for the Dolphins as long as they don't say trade for Deshaun Watson. And $300 for a PSA 10 probably is a bit absurd. So you send in for 30, you buy the card for 15, 20, 25, you send in for 30, and you could probably make, you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks on that sale. Um, so there is a time and a place for all these. And for me, it is the small cards or personal collection cards that I really want to get into a holder and don't want to spend an absurd amount of money on. Yeah, really quick. Like this card here, 
I just pulled up pro.slabsocks.com on my phone. This is from uh, our guy Vincent sent down today's newsletter and posted to Slabsocks Pro Instagram account. Uh, $430 was the last sale on the PSA 10 Optic Hollow. Was that two days ago now? If you grade that card through PSA, I don't know how much the card costs raw, but I imagine you're barely making anything, right? Like that seems like a nice card to send to SGC an Optic Hollow rookie of Tua. Um, get it back before the season and everything. That's mm-hmm. the type of thing that makes sense to me. I know we're running down time here as we're now well over an hour, um, but it's a you know awesome discussion. I see a lot of great comments. Yeah, you got to be in the chat when you do that. Um, and I just want to thank everyone for joining. And while I have everyone here, if you want more ways to engage in our content, so tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be going live on our YouTube channel right here, same place, but 4 p.m. Eastern time. And we are doing our first ever Slab Socks FC pack release. Uh, most of the packs are bought so far. We still have some remaining at slabsocks.com slash shop for the stream tomorrow. I actually hand curated the entire set. I want to find an awesome way to pack some soccer cards into different things for everyone and uh, make them valuable and make them exciting. And uh, hopefully there's some really cool cards that you all get through these packs. And um, there's three different budget levels because, you know, when we do do things in sports cards, and we do release new projects, we, you know, release Slabsocks Pro. We want to make sure we're always catering to everyone in the market, making sports cards accessible to everyone, which is why, we have $43, $110, and $300 budget level packs for tomorrow. Uh, either comes with one or two cards. Maybe one of them has three. And then there are a couple of sealed packs sprinkled throughout the repacks as well. Uh, so slabsocks.com slash shop to grab some Slabsocks FC packs. The first ever release for tomorrow. Uh, I put as much value as I could into these for you all. I really wanted to spread the love of soccer cards that I've had over the last two years to others. And I'm really excited for it. And uh, I want you all to be excited for it, too. So if you go to slabstocks.com slash shop, like I said, you'll find these three product pages. And uh, you can jump in, grab some packs. A ton of serial numbered cards. Like so many serial numbered cards are in these packs. Uh, there's a couple autographs. There's some graded cards. Uh, a ton of top flight players, too. Like this is a great way if you're looking to get involved in soccer but don't know where to start. Uh, this is where I would suggest if you are looking to you know to start in. And I really did put a lot of time and energy into this um, to make sure that, you know, it's is really good for you guys and everything. So slabstocks.com slash shop to join tomorrow's stream at 4 p.m. Eastern time. You can just come and watch too if you don't want to buy a pack, uh, but I would be very excited to open a pack for you all tomorrow. Uh, that is, that's it for today's stream. Uh, it's an t- hour and 10 now. I knew we weren't really going to get to the questions today because there are just so much to unpack with the grading. Nate, just one last thought on this chart that we um, have here. Just one last thought. One last thought. I'm an SGC guy now. That's my thought. But also, I would like to thank everyone. I thought this was one of our best live streams we've ever had. A lot of that had to do with the amount of data, I think, yeah. which is interesting. But then also a lot of it had to do with the interactions yeah, I think. Um, from people in the comment section. Um, so thank you guys for interacting and not only interacting with us, we're interacting with others and, you know, getting us to think about how we're thinking about things. Um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the comments. And one last reminder. This is, again, just one card and one value from one card. So, you know, there are going to be different. If you if we chose completely different cards, there would be different values on this. So this is very player and set dependent. Yeah. Like I'm not probably going to send in an absolute football Joe Burrow to SGC. Right. Yeah. I probably just never get it graded. Um, but a prism Joe Burrow, you know, that's the type of thing that. Yeah, I agree with Nate. Young, high potential, superstar, big set, or, you know, very well-perceived set that just doesn't fit into the PSA grading model right now. 
that's that's the biggest takeaway I have is to SGC. And maybe we'll we'll throw together a couple of cards and test out. Like we said, you know, if you do want to test it, I would suggest testing like three to five cards so you can really take notes on what you're sending in, what the different condition is, and uh, you know, see how they come back so you don't risk too much um in too short of a time frame. And then maybe maybe they grid way harder than you expect. You know, I don't want to see anyone take like a huge bath on 40, 50 cards uh like that. So three to five cards I'd test. Uh, I think that we should do it too and maybe document it just to join in with other people too. Yeah. I think it'd be cool for us. Yeah, we'll take look. a video. We'll video yeah. that every step of the way. Yeah. It's a great piece of content, actually. Let's let's do it. Okay. So uh, we're going to do that. You all come back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time for the Slabsex FC pack stream. And then we will see you all next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for another live stream. Uh, I want to thank everyone as well, like Nate did, because that was awesome. That was a very good live stream. And uh, I really do appreciate you all throwing in your chat. There's actually one point where there's so many chats, I couldn't even really read what was happening. So that was cool. Uh, thank you, everyone, and we will catch you all in the next live stream. See you guys.